0: Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase Podcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or a bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. Alright, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to MindGap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are thrilled that you are with us on this day. God bless you. And, you know... Thanks for listening. And also with you, you know. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. We were having a pre-roll discussion. And uh, Jared was just saying, you know, asking what our job... Where where Justin and I met. We we worked at a, a, a company called Assignment Desk. Where we were production coordinators. Where people would call and be like, hey, I need a photographer. Or I need a camera guy and an audio guy to record this thing. And we would have a database of folks we'd reach out to, and we'd basically set it up and uh, take a commission from it. And it was a very small operation, but God damn it, we, we made the most of it. We had fun while we were doing it. It, it was, was silly.
1: It's what brought you Todd Hammer. Exactly. If that. assignment desk never existed... And we never worked there. Todd Hammer would not be out in the ether. And
0: even more importantly, my gap wouldn't exist
1: without it. So. That's, you know what? That's probably where, where I should have gone first. Yeah. That's very true. It's very,
0: very true. Because that's, that's where true. it
1: started. Was, that was the seed, the genesis.
0: It was inseminated at assignment <laughs> desk.
1: <laughs> Doug, one day, Doug and Justin
0: Loved said, each other.
1: <laughs> they loved. They loved each other. And after the loving was done we said a sign uh, mind gap is born That's it.
0: Cut it, print it. That's our story.
1: That's our story. <laughs> Stick into our Wikipedia page should say exactly that.
0: I think I just found a clip for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to write That's that it. down.
1: We found our That's clip. the story. Oh, too. That's the story
0: of my Gap Podcast, <laughs> where two dudes just fell in love at once. I don't know why I'm singing like this. Who knows? Who gives a shit?
1: Who knows why we do anything, Doug?
0: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, Bruce? <laughs> Who knows? Um, Hey, gang. <laughs> you should like us and follow us. On all of our social media, is at Mind at Podcast. Check us out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MindGapPodcast, where we stream live Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Central, Saturdays, 8 p.m. Central, Saturdays is the video game stream. Always fun, always a good time. You can be like one of these cool people like Zinni, Emilio, Jared, Wolfslore, Slotty Bartfast. Why I say Wolfslore like I was drunk? I was like, Wolfslor. Uh, there's that Italian accent again. You know it. You could comment right there, just like Slotty did in real time. Come hang out with us. And while you're here, if you like what we do, hit like, hit subscribe. It's awesome. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening to the audio podcast, that's great. Check out our merch at redbubble.com. If you really want to support us and throw some money our way, head over to patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. We've got two tiers, a $1 tier and a $5 tier. Anything you'd like to throw our way monetarily wise, we would appreciate it. And if you do that, you get to be like one of these cool people that support us, like Tom McIntyre, like Richie Armour. Like Zenny, oh. like Sonny oh. Barfast, like Almighty Crit—you could be among the ranks, among the hall of legends, the halls of legends. Did you? The hall have of, of legends. I today? had I had chocolate cake tonight.
1: That's, there it is. All right.
0: I had, wolf slur,
1: wolf right. slur,
0: <laughs> wolf slur, Ersky Wolf slur. You know, Swedish. Chef. Wolf slur. You know, that's yep. that's how it goes. Anyway, your support is most appreciated and we love you. And uh, yeah, come be a part of our world or else we'll become a part of yours, whether you like it or not. That's so good. those are those are the demands. And
1: if, and if you're still listening at this point, you have no reason to not subscribe. Absolutely. If you've made it this far, you, you owe it to yourself
0: for the record, speaking of people that subscribe, I want to shout out Italian Man 69 That guy showed up on Saturday night during my Final Fantasy VI stream. All right. This was such a cool thing that happened. I'm playing Final Fantasy VI. This is a game I haven't played in probably over 15 years, probably maybe even closer to 20 years. And uh, I'm playing it. And I'm in this town and I knew there's something I have to do and I couldn't fucking remember exactly how to do it. And randomly, this guy, Italian man, 69, pops in the chat and was like, hey man, I'm playing this game right now too. I'm also stuck in this very same spot. I just happened to see your channel and I thought I'd hop in here. And he and I were trying to figure it out together, and he was a really funny guy. And That's awesome. He and I figured it out, and uh, it was great. He hung around for a while, and then he's like, hey, man, I'm going to subscribe. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for hanging out. You're awesome. I appreciate you. That's so, very cool. It was really fun. And thanks to everyone who came in. And, and my brother Dave, thanks for stopping by as well. It was, it was a really good time. So it was actually really relaxing. Usually do a lot of party games. It was kind of nice just to be like, I'm doing chill. Yeah. I'm gonna do this solo role-playing game and it was such a nice nostalgia to go back and play this game again also terrifying because I'm like I don't fucking remember how to where everything is but it's kind of fun to fumble around and figure it out so it was really cool so yeah thank you to the folks that subscribe it means a lot to us so grazie there it is yes. Yet
1: again, the Italian accent uh, grazie uh. yeah so this could be it Justin um How's your weekend, man? What a great weekend, Doug. Yeah? What an incredible weekend. We got to see uh, we went and saw a movie on Friday. I'll talk more about that in the recommendation section. Yes. And then uh, oh boy, what do we do? Saturday. Oh, I found this awesome trail, uh, a new trail not too far from our apartment. And I went for I hiked it twice that day. I hiked it in the morning. And then when Beth got off of work, I was like, I got to take it back to this trail. And we hiked it again. And it was awesome. Then we had some of the worst Mexican food we've (laughs) ever had. Not going to go back to that place. Real quick. Yeah. How do you mess up Mexican food? Good question, Doug. Good question. In fact, I'll let you taste it when you come up here. Boy, that's... yeah, you want to taste it? You no, know,
0: you're selling it. You're like, this is yeah. terrible. But guess what? Oh. When you come up here, you're going to have it too. I'm like, oh, great. Thank also, you.
1: The, the, the entree I got was, uh, I cannot remember what the name of it was, but it was- a burrito. That was edible. It was good. It was, yeah. Oh, it, was it a burrito? It was something really Or was good. it an
0: empanada?
1: It was, uh, it was a plate of, uh, it was uh, beef chicken and, uh, like, flank steak chicken and shrimp with rice, whole- Onions, I know, I know. Green peppers. Go ahead, just and end the, the, the
0: end the recording the, here. He said so the bad. he said the word.
1: We're out. And uh, that was that was that was good. That was edible. But the guacamole was this bowl of, I'm assuming avocado. It was a green mush that was flavorless. And the margaritas we got. I mean, I don't know if they were left over from last year's Cinco de Mayo or what, but they like this. This was quintessential college spring break like they don't care what they put in them. I think there maybe there was orange juice in one. I don't know. It was just it tasted like chemicals and Jose Cuervo. It was really bad. So uh that was a wonderful evening Um but the hike was the hike was great and then Sunday we went horseback riding. Uh Got Beth for her birthday a uh, hour and a half horseback ride and it was Dude, I've never had one like this before. We went all through like the acreage of this uh of this stable and it, in the the woods and stuff where we we're going, we passed we must have passed like thirty deer. And they were the most chill deer, like fifteen feet away from us, and they just watched us pass by, like, huh, cool. What's You're up? Like,
0: stay on the trail and stay nothing trail. bad's gonna happen. All right. Right? <laughs> right.
1: I like to think that they were taunting the horses, being like, No, oh, you got people riding you, we're free. Yeah, With you cousins,
0: and they're like also stay on the trail, stay on the trail, and nobody gets hurt. Right, right? and they're just sitting there, just, just you know, being real casual about it. They're That's like, it? you think you're that observing us, look. but we're fucking watching you, you piece you of may shit. Not
1: be able to do accents, but that deer impression was spot fucking on.
0: There you go. That's scary. That's and good. if you don't know what That's that looks so like, scary. you should check us out on youtubecom just mind, get podcast, uh when we stream. <laughs> I love how um, Slotty said, uh, A, you can very easily mess up Mexican food, which I don't know. It seems like it'd be hard to do, but then again, who knows? White people mess up a lot of food all the time." And then he says, "I'm willing to bet money it was the kind of place that made you that. that made you pay for salsa."
1: You know what? You're not, wrong. <laughs> You're not um, wrong. Yeah, no, it was it was good. We had a really really fun weekend, man. Um, it was a good time. Just just it was very full. It was the first like really full weekend we've had in a while and it it felt good so nice yeah what'd you do
0: uh it was a pretty busy weekend um Friday night's just become this family movie night and I have pressure now on top of everything else that I do is every week it's like what are we gonna watch for the movie you know um deer chewing ASMR is a YouTube category now you're welcome gang we're gonna start it right here as a sub channel um (laughs) Also, Wolf's is saying he's Team Onion. He said, please, if you're listening to the pod, please join the Discord and tell Doug why onions are great and flavorful. An excellent accent to a dish. Listen, the flavor of onions is absolutely acceptable. The texture of onions is not okay with me.
1: Doug's down for onion powder all day.
0: 100% absolutely. And I'll even Bro, do this. Shit shit. I'll even do this. I'll ex- extend another onion branch, which is go. thinly sliced fried crispy onions like on a french dip sandwich
1: oh yeah like onion like onion, strings like onion tanglers but nothing yeah. nothing
0: too th- yeah like onion strings very thin stuff none of the onion rings like thick stuff like that I'm not for that but you get you get some get some onion strings in there I'm okay with that I'm okay with
1: now, that I, we've, we've gone it's mostly
0: batter way. I understand that but still right.
1: as long as the batter to <laughs> onion ratio is in favor heavily to
0: skewed it. towards sure. the batter side yes
1: now let me I, We've we've gone down this path before but if Let's say I was cooking to a dish, and I, I had put onions in it, but the onions were not even chopped. They were diced, like super small, and they were cooked down, so they were like that translucent. So you really didn't have – like you weren't biting into a strip of onion.
0: I could probably Are deal you, with that. I, that's what I've been get? doing with uh, peppers lately. Do you not like peppers? Again, it's, it's the texture of it. Don't mind the flavor of it. I just don't like – it's so weird. Like the crunch of it, yeah. for whatever reason, is really – for most vegetables and stuff like that, it's off-putting to me. Like and I, I just – Do you feel it,
1: the same way with a carrot?
0: Yeah, same thing. I would prefer carrots to be cooked, like cooked down and softened a little bit, you know, especially a roasted carrot because it gets a little sweeter, which is really nice. Yeah. I definitely don't mind a carrot in a soup because usually it gets really soft. Same thing with celery. Don't mind celery in a soup because of its soft nature. But yeah, I, you know what? something
1: you'll eat a Pickle.
0: Yes, I love Which me some pickles. It. it does, but that's also something that I eat by itself. Right. You know, I actually prefer a pickle on its own. I don't like a pickle as part of an ensemble. So
1: learning so much about you.
0: I, I'm i learning so much about myself, too. Like, I'm excited because tomorrow night I'm going to try a new dish that's going to be sausages, like beef sausages, both red and green bell peppers and yes. potatoes. Yes, so sir. So I also yes. made jambalaya tonight. I left out the onions because fuck those onions, but uh, I made sure I got in the red peppers and everything like that. It was great. It was delicious. But I'm warming up to the idea because the same thing with that. I chop it up real fine, uh-huh. the the red bell pepper, and then I cook it. And I cook it in with a chorizo, and it adds really nice flavor. in, in the Same thing with spinach. I'll cut up spinach, just chop it to shit, throw it in there, yeah. heat it up, and you still get the, the spinach without really having to taste it, which is really important to me. So...
1: I want to get it and I don't want to taste it
0: yeah I don't want to have to be like here eat this bowl of spinach it's like fuck that like
1: Slotty goes Doug has the food Doug has the food texture sensibility of a, of a man with dentures yes yeah. it's true yep. yes absolutely absolutely there you go um, so anyway Doug
0: anyway uh, this weekend uh, I was th- under the pressure of trying to find a new movie and I, I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit for five bucks I was like let's watch this and uh Natalie watched it, but I was like, this is a weird fucking movie. Like, I was like, I remember being in first and second grade and loving that movie. I would
1: argue that's not really a movie for kids. No, I was gonna say, like, it's got... Doesn't Christopher Lloyd's face melt off with acid or something?
0: Well, there's the dip where he takes a tune and dips it into a barrel of dip and murders it. and His hand comes out red. It's just because the the shoe was red, but Natalie goes, was that blood? I go, no, it's just the color of the the shoe um there's totally
1: an, it, sexual with jessica rabbit
0: a hundred percent it's yeah. it's it's high there's definitely a moment where it's insinuated that she's having sex with a guy but they're just playing patty cake but as they're oh, playing okay. patty cake she's moaning um there's a part where um you know a, a weasel reaches down her dress to frisker and a bear trap is on his hand it's like and the guy goes nice booby trap like there's just there's a lot of, not right. only that, That's funny. it's very funny. There's a complicated noir storyline right. with this that Natalie 100% could not follow, but very much enjoyed the cartoon aspects of everything. Sure. And you also look at that for the time it was made. Pretty impressive production, oh, sure, like, yeah, just for what it was. But I was just like, I'm just like, I'll buy it for five bucks. I'm like, this is kind of... Uh, kind of heavy and not only that all of the cartoon references most of them Natalie doesn't get she doesn't know who Betty Boop is okay. she doesn't even know who Bugs Bunny is she doesn't sure. know who Daffy Duck is Porky Pig you know she knew saw Mickey and Donald she knew those but you know they, yeah,
1: the Daffy and even the Looney Tunes I feel like Looney Tunes are well no Natalie is it, I've been dealing so much with, with Drew and, and Rob lately mm-hmm. that all kids in my mind are two now um but Natalie's of the age where I feel like cuz I feel like Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera are a little maybe not even Hanna-Barbera Looney Tunes for sure are of an older you got to be a little bit older I feel like to appreciate you know like I don't know the Barber of Seville like when, yeah. when when Bugs did that like that's sure you can watch it for what it's worth just a fun cartoon but it's there's a little bit of like a heft to the to the cartoon so I feel yeah. like Natalie's about the age now where she could probably start Digging on some of those Looney Tune style cartoons. Yeah, I'd rather watch
0: Bluey with her. So Yo, you know, which by the way, that's what she's exclusively been watching. There it is for Jared. the last two weeks, Son man. Bitch. She is one hundred percent just. Blue. She's like, Dad, can we watch Bluey? I'm like, Let's watch some Bluey, and I just find Bluey. myself being endlessly entertained by it as well. So
1: yeah, bongo. Yeah. So was Who Friend Roger Rabbit? Was that a movie that you, had you you had not seen it since? I don't
0: childhood. know. Boy, I don't remember the last time I had seen it. It was a yeah. long time ago. Long that's truly
1: remember. You're just like, this you were operating purely on nostalgia. Like, this is gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, I was like, I love this. I remember in second grade, like reenacting parts of the scene for like a class, and I had like a little book. Yeah. And I I was and then I'm like, uh, that's basically one year older than Natalie is right now. And yeah. I thought that movie was amazing. And I'm like, uh okay. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this another case of like, you know, Gremlins and Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom and Goonies where you're like, ah, uh, there's no PG-13. So I guess right. this is PG because it's not our sort of situation you. or, you oh, know, you remember what's that? You remember uh, when it came out? You well, remember if I was in remember? second grade, it probably would have been like 1990 ish.
1: Uh, 88, 88. Oh, 88. Okay. How about that? Yeah. 88. Wow. What yeah. is the Hold on yeah if you just look up Who from Roger Rabbit and look up some of the images Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty bonkers. Again.
0: Um yeah, it's very interesting. But we did that. Um I cooked a lot this weekend because it was Mother's Day and Jill's birthday. So um oh, right. She had requested a uh chocolate cake which okay. I had made for Natalie's birthday. So I made that oh. again and god damn it. It's good. It's yeah. too good. And I gave about a third of it to our neighbors because I was like, get this out of my house. I don't want How big this. Was this cake. What's that? How big was this cake? I was uh, nine inches, you know, so one Justin in diameter. Um, Yeah, it was like three, three layers, just super chocolate. It's like so and not only that. I mean, it was it's such a great it's it's a unique recipe that involves uh, a stout as part of uh, the liquid ingredients. that's why you're drunk today huh (laughs) now it all makes sense what um it was it was phenomenal and um we enjoyed that i also made her uh i i smoked some ribeyes which was great so we hadn't done that in a little while um spent some time outside which was great had a really just nice full just very full weekend it was really really great so i've i've it was great, man. And I'm, I'm loving the weather right now. We're finally summer. We I went from it. kind of early spring to just full throttle summer. That's right. how we work around here. Uh, it was hot as balls today, but I didn't mind. I was like, whatever. I'm doing this. I'm Gotta happy love the warm.
1: Midwest. That's how that's how we roll.
0: We flip on a light switch, and it's one, one season to the next. So there we are. So And then
1: we're going to be hitting uh, low 60s again in another week and, and yeah. then back into the eight So
0: yeah. Just but you know what? As long as we're at minimum sixties, I'm cool. Like that's
1: fine with me. Like I ain't gonna. I, ain't I don't gonna give a shit.
0: I got yeah. to walk my dog today without with just short sleeve shirt and shorts. That yeah. and that was that was a joy for me. So that's why. <laughs> that's why I uh, yeah I'm I'm very happy right now. So yeah. super excited um, to be doing stuff. And I'm hoping this weekend also. Uh, I'm looking to do some fun stuff this weekend as well. So we'll see. We'll see if it works out. But who's that? TBD. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes and scrotum of this week's episode. Let's get into mm-hmm. it, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had mentioned this in la- in the recommendations of last week's episode uh, of Dudesy, the uh, podcast featuring Will Sasso and his friend Chad, whose last name I hear him say, but I can't remember how it's, it's pronounced. But the conceit of the show... It's Chad that-
1: Ricanthemum.
0: That is absolutely right, which is, by the way, also my favorite element on the periodic table.
1: Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Right after magnesium. Um, It's got a weight of 28. 28 stone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Four ions. Did you say whore ions? Four. Excuse me. Four. It's known for its whore ions. It does. Those ions are just they will they will attach themselves to anything. That's right. For the right price,
0: they'll do anything. Yep. Um, which is why they're so great. They bond with everything for the right Wonderful price. Element, yeah. yeah, you get a lot out of it. Um, so the conceit of the show is that they have they beings Will Sasso and Chad Chrysanthemum. Um have this sorry, have um surrendered their logins to their email, their text messages, their uh search histories, their purchase histories, the social media is everything to this AI named Dudezy, And Dudezy has also allegedly consumed all of the podcasts ever created on this planet. And based on all that information, it crunches the numbers, it does data sets. And it finds each week a way to improve on itself and be like, what's really popular. Great. I'm going to take this topic, but then I'm also going to infuse in different elements from Will and Chad to then make this, make something special happen with it. For example, for example, by Will Sasso, uh, for example, for example, uh, yeah, was
1: an example for you to listen to
0: yet another character. Natalie would not understand. Um, but it says Will Sasso here's it's generated by the AI, these like news stories and all, all everything for him to read, but he's supposed to read it in Hulk Hogan's voice. Right. So he reads news tidbits, uh, which are also kind of crazily written by this AI as Hulk Hogan. And it's to me, it's endlessly entertaining.
1: Yeah. Um I and- mean that first episode, like he it was nonstop ram like run on sentence. Like it was A a nonsensical run on sentence of quote unquote news. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. Right. Um, but it's actually very humorously written as well, like some of the things it comes up with. And it comes up with some pretty wild things as well. Yeah. Uh one of my one of my favorite moments was it asked Will Sasso to it's like, you know, potential sponsors, you know, here's some reads. For some potential brands And it was like something like Old Navy But he had to read the ad For Old Navy as Jesse Ventura uh, Who was a known Conspiracy theorist and all of the ad Reads were written like conspiracies (laughs) And it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard as he's talking about Old Navy and then talking about Lizard people and how you know are you Prepared for when the lizard people take over the world You know (laughs) And the other one is when he has He created a Childhood diary, which Will Sassel goes, I don't have. I never had a childhood diary. But supposedly, based on his text messages with his childhood friends, Dudzi has created this this diary. And um, he's reading it in the voice of Stone Cold, Steve Austin. And it goes to a point where he starts... it, It literally wrote a poem about The Undertaker. And it was... I had to stop lifting weights because I was laughing so hard I couldn't focus and uh, I couldn't, you know, capture my breathing and I lost my concentration. I had to stop lifting because I was laughing so fucking hard.
1: That is the best. When I was when I was training for the marathon, I had a few times I listened to a ton of podcasts and I had a few times with how did this get made where they, I had a, I could not I physically couldn't run anymore. I had I was doubled over. I mm-hmm. had stuff. My knees were weak. Yeah. That's yeah. the, is, that is the absolute best feeling in the world. It's
0: though. great. It's also frustrating because you're like, I've got four more reps, but I can't focus enough to do this. I have to stop and God damn it. Like my arms are weak and I just, I can't, I'm too busy laughing that I can't, you know, I can't pull this off. Um, yeah. But I, I, so for starters, I highly great. recommend the podcast. It's, it's just, it's brand new. It started in early March Yeah. and um, it's, it's very entertaining and each week it gets more and more interesting. Uh, particularly because Will Sasso is really salty about Dudesy and AI in general. So he's kind of combative about it all the time because Dudesy will just interrupt and be like, okay, thanks, moving on. He's like, great, I guess we're done talking now because Dudesy doesn't want us to talk. Right. And uh, he gets very combative.
1: That... uh, that Podcasts are just for two people to shit around. Yeah, and two dudes fun. shitting around. That's what two he always says. Around. Yeah, and then he'd he'd much rather have that be he'd rather be in control rather than give up control to this uh, this AI.
0: Yeah, he he doesn't believe in a lot of structure, especially from something like an AI that is crunching the numbers and being like, okay, now be funny or now be creative. He hates that, yeah. and in, in in defiance of that, he's created certain characters like Long Island, January sixth guy as a character he's made. It
1: was the first episode, I think, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And that character lives on. Um, and he talked about it so much that Dootsie started incorporating segments with that <laughs> character love in it. it. And he's like, now we're talking, <laughs> Um But what I love about the show, too, is that Chad is very much a, I don't know, futurist is the right word, but he's fascinated by things like AI, things like, you know, what's possible with episodes of like black mirror and technology so he's very fascinated by that and will is anti i would say he's anti it but he just doesn't you know he doesn't follow the same set of ideologies as chad does so they debate a lot and it reminds me a lot of you and
1: i <laughs> yeah i yeah i could absolutely see that i mean we've had ai debates before mm-hmm. we've had debates very much about this topic and Uploading your consciousness and and what is what makes a person a person and when does a person cease to be that and mm-hmm. you know, etc cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, it's and very,
1: very in the realm of our, it's very in our wheelhouse.
0: Very much so, which which, you know, also as I listen to this, a part of me is like, I wish we had an AI that would help us every week because the segments it comes up with. I'm like, this is this would be a lot of fun if it's like, all right, well, we know Doug hates stuff. So here's a segment where Doug has to describe, you know, or whatever it just incorporates something It's like we know Doug hates onions, you know, we know you know, all this sort of stuff It'd be nice to have something that sort of calculates this thing. It's like, all right, Justin uh, We want you to talk about the uh, All of the beautiful things and hiking trails that you've seen in Grand Rapids as Gilbert Godfrey God rest his soul, you know <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'm going to like, read to you this passage from a fake Yelp page and you have to basically read it as Gilbert Godfrey complaining about the the trail you went on. You know, just right. Yeah. Something like that would be amazing.
1: I would I would yeah. Look, I'm not going to say that that wouldn't be amazing. Uh as we've discussed off mic, I have my <clears throat> I have my reservations about the uh, legitimacy of the conceit of this podcast. Yes. I while i uh, while ai does exist and i do believe that there is uh a- like ai has written uh, movie scripts and books and ai has conversed we did a, a episode a while ago about a guy who uh used ai to resurrect quote unquote resurrect his girlfriend mm-hmm. and have a second relationship with her and then ended up having to say goodbye and grieve her a second time and actually no he didn't because he still has presumably still has time left on yeah. his ai he just hasn't gone back to it um but yeah i uh so that there is that is out there and there is technology that is beyond almost beyond comprehension that being said uh the way that this thing interrupts them and the way i here's here's how i think that the show is being run i think that they are using an AI to, I think they have fed the, an AI a ton of information. I don't think they've opened up their emails and text messages and given them passwords. I do not think in any uh, conceivable universe, a celebrity would agree to that. I just do not think, especially knowing that like what's stopping this AI from changing their passwords and then starting to send things out on own? Uh, it just does. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I do think that they've fed a metric fuck ton of data into some sort of an AI and it is spitting out suggestions. And then I think the producer is handpicking and running the show. I don't think the AI is running the show. That's how I think this Mm -hmm. is going because otherwise it just, it just, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Why doesn't it make sense to you?
1: I just told you why.
0: No, like I don't, does it scare you if that were true?
1: No, it doesn't scare me. I just don't, I don't see it as, plausible i don't think that they've got an ai first off there's no way they they have access to an ai for some stupid little pod and i'm not calling their podcast stupid but for a podcast for a random podcast with two comedians not even world-leading scientist it's just two comedians mm-hmm. and they've got access to this ai that has consumed every podcast that has ever been put out there bullshit first off that's just that no, why and no?
0: Why not? Why is it, that? Why is that so
1: unbelievable, Justin? The, the sheer scope of it is just absurd. It's absolutely absurd. If that's true, I will say I very much hope that Mind Gap gets brought up on their podcast. Well, that's
0: what Jared said. He goes, "So if that's true, does that mean it's listened to Mind Gap?" It has.
1: Jared and I are, are right there. Well, it has based off of what they're telling you. Yes. Nice. Uh, I yeah. I just I think that is a, an absurd. Uh, the scope of that is, is ridiculous. And then I, the way that it interrupts them, it is comedically too perfectly timed to interrupt them. That is a, that is a, that is a crack producer sitting behind the control board and, and running the show with them.
0: It's very, it's it's plausible, Justin, it's plausible what you're saying, but it's also not impossible That what's happening is true.
1: A lot of says Justin is a dudesy truther. Yes, he is.
0: (laughs) I didn't even consider this until Justin brought up. He's like, "Mm, that's Uh bullshit. I'm like, have we switched roles where you're calling, you know, that's usually how I am. You know,
1: (laughs) based off of the Batman episode that we did and then this, I'm like, yeah, Doug and I, I think think we had a Freaky Friday go on. Yeah, we switched uh, stuff
0: on this. Now, listen, is it more fun? Even if it's false, is it more fun to believe this? 100%. Like, it's way more fun to believe that this is.
1: But the thing is, too, is like... The conceit of it is very, very entertaining. Yes. There's no argument from me there.
0: Yeah. Because what I will say is that it does... If they are, you know, faking this, I think they're doing a tremendous job. Agreed. They're doing a fantastic job because they seem genuinely surprised by what comes out the other end of this. Like, when... It's like you're because it gives them assignments at the end of each episode, and one of them was they had to come up with their own original song, and and present it so that you know they would then put it out on social media and the and the users would vote on it, and whoever lost would get shamed. And uh, Will Sasso just didn't do it, and you know it it was one of those things where when they said that like they were just like we got to do what, and it was it was just I don't know. There's that. There's also one; they um, – oh, it's, it's the stuff that it suggests to them plus just the segments it puts together. They just seem genuinely surprised, which, again, it, it could definitely hold up with your, with your thought that a producer is doing this stuff, right? It's – it's, but the, sh- the, the amount of content
1: – Could be harnessing AI to sure. do that. If the producer may – I don't know. I don't necessarily know that the producer and them are sitting in a writer's room. Yeah, yeah. And hashing this out. They may be feeding this data, getting it, and then the producer's like, all right, so based off of this nonsense, here's how we're lining this show up. Yeah. That's that's my working theory.
0: No, I think that's very fair. I think that's very plausible in that way that it, it could be a mix of both worlds, right? Where, where this stuff is happening. Um, but I'm also just like, it's. I don't think it's impossible to say that this machine has consumed all podcasts because you just basically I don't know how it works I don't know how any of that stuff works but I imagine if you're like hey you have this machine subscribe to Apple
1: podcast and click start all it's doing all well, the time is just and paywalls on Earwolf or ones that have been sure okay so
0: maybe those that hasn't gotten to so absolutely know, we can there? make we can make a concession there, saying like okay if there's something that's behind a paywall or patreon it doesn't get access to it but I'd say the
1: can i ask as well mm-hmm. and and I'm, i w- i'll be shocked if you have an answer because neither of us are computer scientists but it's true <laughs> um, this just in this just in uh from henceforth this is all conjecture um what uh if if it's listening to all podcasts created is it listening to them like i i'm thinking of it in in terms of a person so what are the numbers? Well, that's your first problem,
0: Justin, because 90%. AI, dudesy, it's not a person. All right. Not a person. It's so you need to reframe the way you think about this. Start over.
1: How is it consuming? What is the time commitment needed for an AI to consume? Let's call it presumably billions of episodes of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like what is the time commitment needed? Can it, an hour and a half episode of ours, can it listen to that in a second? Does it need five minutes? What is the? That's the other thing that I'm like. How long is this? How long have they been prepping for this show?
0: That's a great question. I mean, you've seen stuff where people have like I've forced an AI to watch a thousand hours of sitcoms, and now it's created its own sitcom based on this sort right. of stuff. So I don't know what the time commitment is to that. I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't. I don't imagine it has to be like in real time. right sped up is it consuming transcripts to get that sort of stuff as well is it both to kind of understand because it seems like it has a good idea of what's trendy you know which is why it comes up with some of these segments it's like the idea of bro culture and trolls is really important will and chad come up with an idea for a show called troll bros like yeah you know, or it's it's like, you know, crime podcasts are really big right now. So we're going to do a segment that's based around this kind of idea. And it's, it's true, right? It, it seems to have a good idea of what's popular, the idea of engagement um, and getting people to uh, engage with the podcast. So I think it's entirely feasible that this thing has consumed a large amount of podcasts. Um, I don't think it's Im- implausible that these guys have surrendered over some of their content I know uh, according to Will Sasso who is also again this definitely needs to be stated he's a huge fan of pro wrestling which is yeah. known for even though you know it's fake they hold up the uh, conceit that it's it's real within right. the, the, was it called the kfab you know yes you know the idea the conceit that like we all know this is fake but we're going to pretend that it's real he's you know gone on other podcasts and talked about it um but you know the idea of I forgot what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. Just trying to define what KFab was, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say. I had a point in there and I just lost it. God damn it! Uh,
1: you don't think it's you don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he has surrendered his right? His yes, testimony.
0: that he hasn't. That he's surrendered that um, because he had mentioned Will or uh, yeah, Will Susso talked about how the they went through a lot of contracts for this, and I think part of it was that. If they are consuming content of Dudesy on their devices, Dudesy has the right to then record them. Because sure. there there was a video that started playing of Will Sasso watching an episode of Dudesy on his phone, and it re- it, it played it, and it was just him watching while his dog was licking his head in his bedroom. Now, could he have recorded that himself? 100%, right? There's a lot of... Plausibility things here that are totally possible.
1: Into how into this you are,
0: cause right? Because so
1: it's just so unique for you to buy into something like this. I I love the conceit. And I say I don't say buy in as in completely. Because I'm
0: because I'm an idiot. That's what right. you're saying.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you for taking us there because I love the idea of it. I was I, dancing around. The it,
0: idea yeah. of it is phenomenal, right? It was it was um it was like when I first saw the trailer for Blair Witch Project. I'm like, this is real. It's like it's not. You want it to be, but it's not real. It's fake. But I think I'm also fascinated by I don't know if I call this a useful um way to use AI. But I'm always – because I don't – I know so little about AI. I'm always fascinated when it's someone – a
1: scary way of using it.
0: Yeah, which which honestly, those are the things about AI that I find most interesting, which is how can you use it to be creative and also how can you use it to take the really boring, annoying shit that we do every day and right. get rid of it. Because Chad talks about this regularly where – things like some of the most annoying things people do as like lawyers and doctors, like lawyers, it's like doing contract writing and, and going, it's like his, his, he, he contested that that will be re- replaced by AI in the future. Like AI, he goes, contract negotiations will happen, be, will happen between AIs in the future. They will just yeah, go back and forth. They will write the contracts. They'll go back and forth and they'll just be able to do that so that, you know, spending years and years and hundreds of thousands of dollars going to law school, a significant portion of that will be replaced by AI that will consume that and do that. Maybe some medical stuff as well. Some of the tedious things that people don't like to do. Yeah. AI can handle it. I, there's, I think it's, there's an argument to be made that a lot of advertisements, maybe even news articles are written by AI these yeah. days, you know, which is kind of scary when you think about it. Um, but I'm fascinated by it because I'm always on the side of efficiency because practical Doug rules the roost with that. And rules if you can f- <laughs> if you can find something that takes the annoying and boring shit out of our lives yeah. and simplifies it in a way that's way more efficient, I'm typically for it. I've never been on the receiving end of that, meaning that my job has been eliminated because of technology. But, you know, I've also seen, you know, I do voiceover work for uh videos and stuff. There's really good Websites out there that will do a fantastic AI-generated voiceover that doesn't actually sound like a robot. Mm. Um, that will. Aux- I've also saw one recently that has a AI-generated person that will be doing a talking head and speaking to you, like based yeah. on the script that you put in there, which is also terrifying. But mm-hmm. AI does. Uh, there's an AI project that they mentioned in the show where you type in like a couple of words, like say "cat beach." unicorn and it will generate an image based on those keywords that you put there. It's an image that's never been created before. It's completely original.
1: I have I actually saw someone on Instagram uh demoing it. Yeah. And it was it was it was bonkers. It was yeah. absolutely bonkers. Yeah.
0: And it's not perfect. Because based on how they were doing it, they were testing it on the show. There's f- specific details. Like if you focus on it, you'd be like, oh, that's a little bit off. But it knows enough to be like where your eyes are going to be focused the most is where it gives the most detail. That's there's bad. also AI that will generate a face of somebody that doesn't exist. It will just Ow. do that. They talk about how Bruce Willis um, licensed his image to be used in, an, in a uh, commercial in Russia. For right. cell phones. And they basically just took his likeness, did a James Dean on another actor, and he he's it, yeah. I mean he's getting paid for it for the license of it, but that stuff is it's totally happening. So in context of all that stuff that's going on in the world, is it far fetched for me to believe that there's an AI that's helping produce this show?
1: No. I'm like that's right. yeah, very possible. <laughs> I again I yes, I I agree that it is possible that it's helping to produce the show in that it is helping to generate ideas i <clears throat> i think where i get hung up is where when the ai chimes in it's just too it's i don't know I, there's something to, maybe maybe it's a, an uncanny valley thing for me i don't know yeah like, but it's it's too it's too human mm-hmm. in my mind like i, I yeah. have a hard time not believing that 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 is that specific thing is being kicked off by a person
0: and that's the, that's the thing is, I think it's very possible that you're right in that an AI is being used, but it's also being managed by a person to execute commands more effectively. You know,
1: like the, the AI isn't just running the studio in that no. it's like unlocking the doors and it's no. turning on the coffee maker. And the like the whole the whole building is just one giant dudesy uh, Yeah. AI. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's. It, I agree with yeah. you. That's that's probably happening. But at the same time, I think it's so cool <clears throat> the idea that there's a piece of technology there that helps generate content. Because right. how fun of it is it to read the insane ramblings of an AI? Like th- th- that that oh, yeah. that is again,
1: especially when it goes slightly off the rails.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where it's again, I cannot stress this enough. When you listen to the childhood diaries of Will Sasso, as read by Stone Cold Steve Austin, he he loses his shit reading it because it's, okay. it'll just start making up names of kids that aren't real that he never hung out with that are also sound insane. Oh,
1: that I need to listen to that episode. And he
0: and he he commits. He commits this. This, but sometimes yeah. he breaks. He's like, "Oh my god, this is crazy that we're we're doing this right now."
1: Look, am I going to say that I? wouldn't use something like this? No, I won't say that. I, of yeah. course I would. It would be amazing. And I, like Slotty in the in the chat says, he goes, it sounds like Dudesy is the podcast producer I was trying to make. It. <laughs> hey guys, this week, diarrhea smoothies are trending. You should do a show about that. Doug, no Slotty. We don't do diarrhea smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will or will not confirm that that was a conversation that happened on Google exactly. Hangouts.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I love the idea of because that was Will Sasso's biggest problem. is like, Dudesy's telling us to do this thing. And that's not organic. And in rebelling, he created Long Island January 6th guy. Right. To which, it, to which Will goes, we wouldn't have had this. Like, if we had followed what Dudesy said, we wouldn't get this. And Chad goes, no. Because the AI told you to do this and you rebelled, you, are, you made Long Island January 6th guy because Dudesy is here. Like he, they have right. these ongoing debates mm-hmm. of this sort of stuff. And Will's like, yep. bullshit. And he's like, no dude, He helped you create that. And in doing so, this character he created has become infused in. So it's the idea of like, who's creating who here. Right. And the scary part is that they're both creating together. They're collaborating yeah. in, in that regard, which is yeah. amazing.
1: Maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, in that vein, maybe we should not, uh, poo poo, no pun intended. Slotty's. uh I think, Slotty, I think you need to be our AI producer. There we go. And we just need to lean into... Or you know, we, we could have just, again, not done diarrhea smoothies, but had that make its own thing, right? Yeah. There I'm just go. saying. Make yeah. it happen. Slotty, uh, upload your consciousness. Let's do this.
0: Rachel Crustacean is one of my favorite children from Sasso's Fake Childhood. Yeah, those are the type of names that come up. <laughs> it's... <laughs> fucking insane it's absolutely insane well here's the
1: thing i got uh on thursday is is the day uh where i get to listen to a podcast while i work out so that will be i will throw that on and i will which which episode do i need to listen to these in order i think you should it's it's kind of
0: fun how it builds up because at one point will sort of accepts dudesy and it's kind of fun how he kind of comes to that point but leading up to it, he's so just like, fuck you, dudes." He gets so mad, and it makes me so happy to hear him get so frustrated.
1: What episode is the childhood stories in? Uh,
0: I'll have to look up and let you know. Uh, okay. The I think the uh, Jesse Ventura read, I think, is in episode two where he does okay. that. It's two or three. Absolutely. Listen to that. Um, if anything, I'll provide you some clips that you can watch so you can okay. see it. It's so good uh it was the best of times it was the worst of times for rachel crustacean <laughs> <laughs> um it's very entertaining and, and supposedly and not this most recent episode the episode before they got an email from dudesy midweek saying they need to uh, secure some marijuana because they're they were gonna have to smoke weed during the episode and they were like all right yeah, Dudezy's Dudezy's w- them do this Dudezy said we have to smoke weed so we have to finish this joint and uh, Chad apparently got it, and he gives it to uh, Will. And Will's like, what kind of weed is this? And Chad's like, I don't know. He goes, because one of these weeds is going to amp me up. And he goes, we're going to find out real quick which one, <laughs> which one you got me. And he started getting amped up. he goes, well, we know which kind you got me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, again, I highly recommend the show. It's very yeah. fun. It's very entertaining. And um, I guess a part of me, too, wishes we had something like that that would help generate some shit for us to contact about because absolutely we have fun. It is. If you, if you've ever done a podcast like ours, that is wide open on topics. It's difficult sometimes to find things to talk about because a, we want to find something that we want to talk about. B ideally it's fun. There's a lot of really just hot, heavy topics, topics, highly that was just like, now we don't want to cover that. You know, so it's sometimes it's there's some weeks where we're just busting at the seams, and there's other weeks where it's slim pickings. Right, so. Which
1: is counterintuitive if you think, like, I understand that people listening to this are going to go, What do you mean you've got a podcast about anything and everything? What do you mean you don't have things to talk about? And let me tell you, after 345 episodes, it does start to get a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. uh, with the. With, when you have a hyper specific podcast you know where you're going you're taking a you're going hyper specific on a sliver of one thing and you can just go to that well over and over and over again it it's shockingly hard to come up with uh not only is it interesting for us interesting for you but stuff that the a broader audience might like that might bring new fans in like there's a lot of moving pieces that you got to consider and uh it gets it gets laborious and also a
0: topic that has some meat on its bones right that That we can can really dig into and have fun and does that lead us on another tangent i hope so we'll pull on that thread because that's what we like to do so it it gets tough it gets tough sometimes and thankfully people like slotty and wolf and noah and and those producers you know on our show have helped us a lot with with finding stuff to to do and and segments and things like that but it ain't easy
1: gang We've got a we we have amassed a really incredible team behind us. So yes. that is uh, that has been a that has been a, a big windfall for us. Also, Wolf said I posted a clip of the childhood diary segment in the Ooh, Discord. Okay, uh, Wolf, have we met? <laughs> I don't go into the Discord, buddy. All right. Oh yeah, that Find was a the new one. Way.
0: <laughs> that was the episode where uh, because uh, no, Will finally submitted his song. And uh-huh. uh, Chad won the contest. So Will's punishment was he had to dress up, uh, do cosplay as the crow. And he came to play. He he went all out for it. So that's very, yeah. very fun. Very um, yes. So very, very good. Um, you know, it's not very good. What's that, Doug? Is the teaser trailer I saw for the new Avatar movie. That's right. Did you all know that... Avatar, not to be confused with Avatar The Last Airbender or right. Avatar Legend of Korra or mm-hmm. Avatar, the uh, role playing game that's available mm-hmm. now. Um, but Avatar, James Cameron's blue Avatar with Unobtainium and all that sort of shit.
1: James Cameron did blow Avatar.
0: He did. Um, there's that that movie came out in what was it? 2008, I believe. Ish. Ish. 2008, 2009. Um, massive success. Box box office smash, nine two thousand nine. It uh, was- it broke. It held the number one spot on box office, clearing two billion dollars at the box office during its run. It's two point.
1: It's, it currently sits at two point eight billion dollars. It's just shy of three.
0: Right, because I remember one, like, I think it was Star Wars crossed, like, the, one of the Star Wars movies, I think. one of Something came really close, but I was like, God, it just crossed 2 billion. There's no way it's going to get 2.8. I think Avengers Endgame was the one that knocked it off the
1: top, if I'm not mistaken. It was Endgame that knocked it off the top, uh, but it has... It, it's dropped, man. Uh, lifetime... Well, see, this doesn't make... Oh, this is domestic. Hold on. Oh, okay. Worldwide. Here we go. Yep. So, yeah, domestic and worldwide are two v- vastly different. Domestic... We've got Star Wars episode in uh, yeah. uh, Endgame, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and then Avatar. Mm-hmm. If we go worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, then we've got Avatar at the top, and a hair behind it is Endgame. Oh,
0: really? I thought Endgame beat it worldwide, but I guess not.
1: It, well, it did, but then remember... Oh, they it re-released re- they it, released didn't released it? it because Cavern was like, I want the top five. douchebags. Yeah, he's a That was a a bitch. Well, you you
0: look at those two movies and tell me which one has had a larger cultural impact. So uh, suck uh a dick.
1: Well, also domestically, Mm -hmm. Endgame uh, is almost. Ten billion dollars or sorry.
0: Give him a moment, everybody.
1: No, uh, I wanted to make sure I was doing that. Hold on. Where's worldwide?
0: I want to cut this. Cause we can't see what you're looking at and just have like all of the the figures and math going across (laughs) your face as you're like, it's 10.
1: Wait, (laughs) math, math, (laughs) hard hundred million. I apologize. Uh, domestically almost a hundred million dollars, uh, more. And so that that's nothing to turn your nose up to. You know what I mean? Like, uh,
0: well, that movie to me—I've talked about it before. That movie is so forgettable. Yeah. Um, it's ins- the story is insultingly bad. Visually, very impressive. Like what they were able to do with it was, was very good. I, uh, you know, we talked about this kind of in our production I meeting. I don't remember exactly what happened at the time, but I know like film-wise, James Cameron sort of created a new way to film with this. Like he created new standards and things like that. Yeah. So that was great. But it is a painfully bad story. That if you've seen Last Samurai, Dances with Wolves, Last of the Mohicans, Firm Gully, any of those kinds of movies, then you've seen this movie. You have outsider uh, infiltrates native culture, falls in love with culture, betrays you know their own culture, fights for the native culture, and they win. Like that's just it's it's really obnoxious, and um, I was a, I was absolutely enraged that that movie was up for best uh screenplay I'm He's like nominated what nominated
1: for nine fucking academy awards yeah
0: it was gross is best picture I was like get that the fuck out of here yeah. it does not need to be for best picture because it was also Dark Knight was in the Oscars that year I'm like that mm-hmm. Dark Knight deserves way more <laughs> than Avatar so I don't understand the cultural zeitgeist around that movie I think it's incredibly forgettable um very much so. And I think that... Um, not only that, so 2009, right? Okay. Yeah. It is 2022. So here we are, 13 years later, and they're like, guess what? Here's a sequel
1: that... That you've been clamoring for. I was like, I, I get
0: really frustrated when these movies have such huge gaps in between sequels. Yeah. Because because like things like Sin City did that. Sin City was an awesome film unique, everything about it. And then like years later, they're like, here's a sequel to it. I'm like, does anybody care about this anymore? I know it takes a long time to make movies gang. I get that, right? This is not something that you get done immediately, but if something is that wildly successful, usually it gets put on what's called the fast track or now renamed the lightning lane. And you get in there. (laughs) If you pay extra, you can get in the lightning lane and it goes by real quick. And they're like, we got to get this because for something that grossed, $2.8 $2.8 billion, you would think that people were like, God damn, we've got to do something else with this. But, and I know they started production, right, in 2017, things got delayed, the pandemic had some some stuff to do with that, but there's also I think they're slated to do four sequels?
1: Like- yeah, there's four sequels. Two and three have been greenlit and actually, based off of the article I read, was like their uh, production has, well, obviously production is wrapped on the second I think production is if not wrapped very close to wrapped on three and then Cameron said if these do well there'll be a four and five but I feel like I again earlier articles had said that the money had already been allocated wasn't he doing like 2.5 billion dollars and they were splitting it you know I I thought it was something something ridiculous they were they were they had allocated money for all the sequels already I don't know
0: but um, the teaser came out. Yeah. I I give them kudos for it was a, it's a good teaser in the fact that it doesn't show you much. It gets you, it, it mm-hmm. wets your, yeah. what's your appetite. You know.
1: Right. Well, I'll say this though too. We talked about this. I I did put the time in and I waited in line at Disney and Animal Kingdom to go on that ride. <clears throat> and I am fairly certain that more than one scene in this trailer is directly directly from that ride like they just lifted the footage out of that ride and put it on the in the trailer Mm -hmm. and it looks animation wise it kind of looks like that too (laughs) i am so i i don't know man i like we're gonna go we're going underwater for this one what's the name of it again
0: okay that's the other thing too is the name of this is incredibly stupid to me it's called avatar the way of water
1: it feels like it's purposely trying to mislead people into Avatar The Last Airbender territory.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so weird. It's such a weird title. I would settle for Avatar 2, which typically I don't like that. Where it's like, it's 2! But this is such an odd... Because yeah. also, I saw the movie one time when it came out in theaters all those years ago. So I don't know if that has a greater meaning within that universe. And it's like, oh, do you remember when you watched that movie? And there's something with the water and that stuff. And I don't know. It's just, it's it has Fast the and the Furious Dave vibes.
1: Matthews. Dave Matthews' band uh, tour bus goes through. Uh, I don't even know what, what's their city they live in, their world, Pangea. What is Pan, it? Yeah, Pangea. Sure, whatever. Uh, is driving through and it just dumps uh, the toilet. Uh, receptacle uh, all, all into their water supply and that's what this movie is really about
0: yeah um i just I, I mean i i get fast and furious vibes from this because i feel the same way about it in which at least with fast and furious like i get why people like it i was gonna say yeah there's there is a for sure
1: audience a clear audience for fast yeah, and yeah i
0: totally get why people like it it with it makes perfect sense to me it's fun it's silly it, it's action it, it to me it harkens back to the 90s action movies I get it I totally get it. I look at this I was like I don't understand why anybody liked it I mean I, I remember there was such a strong audience reaction. I remember reading an article at one point where people were depressed because after watching that because they wished so much that they could be on that homeworld of Pangaea like it was yeah. such an escape for them. I remember people going to the movie theater they were like painting their
1: skin blue. Like, I, I just didn't yeah. understand. I mean, look, if it made, you know, $2.8 billion worldwide lifetime gross, like it's I, it is kind of hard as much as we should on the movie. It's hard to argue with those numbers. percent. Like, there obviously was fans for an audience for it. But like we've also said, or, and as other people have mentioned too, it is the highest grossing, most forgettable movie of all time. Name one other movie that is as forget <laughs> like if you ask, if you do a poll, just a just a, a, a straw poll, walk out and ask 10 people, I'll bet you that it, over half of them are like. Eh. I, I, yeah, I mean,
0: I, yeah, I, I, I'm not if, if people enjoyed it, great, whatever, you know, like what you like, no hard feelings, but I I just don't understand the movie. I don't understand the love that yeah. it got. I don't understand. I like James Cameron. I think he's, you know, he makes good stuff that's it's enjoyable to watch. I mean, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Aliens, like, those are some of my favorite movies. I have never seen Titanic, but I get it. Like, you know, it, he does very interesting, fun stuff. Like, totally understand. But when I watch that movie, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. understand why people have a gigantic boner for this film. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't ring to me. And, to watch this trailer, I just was like,
1: "Ugh." When you said uh, the the Fast and the Furious vibes, I did, and then Slotty just said, "Avatar 2." When you're here, you're family. And I did, I did, uh, I forgot that they actually do have a, a line about family in there. Yes, I was, like, I was like, "Oh wait, are they are they directly pulling from Fast and the Furious?" I'm trying point? to
0: find the 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 line for it. I can't remember what it is. Um, I
1: feel like it's it's almost <laughs> it's what Slotty said when you're here, your family. I feel like they just it they they were like we need to rip off Fast and the Furious, but we need to make it sound more like Olive Garden. So
0: wherever we go, this family is our fortress. There it is. Gross. Yeah,
1: it's so gross. All right, Dom. Ugh. Yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <It's>, uh. <laughs> your point though like i said like i respect the fast and the furious franchise because it knows what it is yeah. like it's it is it's just ridiculous ridiculous fun it's a popcorn movie it is it has become a parody of itself in that it knows that it's trying yeah. to top itself on each stunt that it does and it's it it's pure entertainment uh whereas i do feel like avatar I don't know. I, I feel it like has it's a little, Smith it's sniffing its, its own farts vibes.
0: Yeah, it has sniffing its yeah. own farts vibes. It's it does, like, it look at this masterpiece, unobtainium. You know what that is? You know what that's a, a metaphor it. for? It's imperialism. It's like, yeah, we all got it because there's absolutely no subtlety to this film whatsoever. <laughs> It's like everyone is bad and, yeah. and there's there's the bad guy who wears the hat that says I'm the bad guy. Military bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, we're the good people cuz we're blue and we're going to fight and somehow even though we don't have any sort of technology whatsoever, we have spears or basically Ewoks we somehow can fight these heavily armored military creatures again I don't remember what sort of kill code or whatever they fucking put into that to make it so that they can win I think seem yeah. to remember being like wait how do they beat them <laughs> but what do I know regardless this movie's it's coming, coming out. out in December I mean get on it I have no intention of seeing it I mean I, I don't want to wish ill will upon it or anything like that I mean whatever I would be shocked if it was super successful, but then again, it did have a pretty rabid fan base when the first one came out, so who knows? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I almost, want, I almost want to throw a challenge down to us to actually see it and review it when it does come out. Well, that's going to be uh, a real... But do we want to spend the money on it? That's the question. More well,
0: importantly, do we want to spend the time on it? If Dudesy
1: was here, what would Dudesy say?
0: Dudesy would require us to go and watch it. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah. There's someone else, though, that I tend to uh, listen to more so than than the likes of Dudesy. Who's that? You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical.
0: Practical
1: practical Doug. Wow. Oh, what what it's that time practical Doug has entered the arena you've never been here for this before practical doug is a small entity that lives inside the large entity known as just doug practical Doug guides doug on all of his uh day-to-day adventures and if you want to ask practical doug a question and get uh, doled out some very practical advice you can either ask live on Tuesdays when we stream uh, at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. You can join the Discord. You can ask uh, on social medias. Uh, however you can get in touch with Doug. Hashtag Ask Practical Doug. And today's Practical Doug, do you want to guess who it's from? It's got to be Slotty or Jared. It's Slotty, who's got a monopoly on these questions right now. Slotty asks, Practical Doug, if you find a perfect gift for your family member or close friends do you buy it no matter what time of the year it is
0: so I think the conceit of this question is do you save it for like a birthday or a Christmas or do you just buy it and give it immediately
1: so my thought was if you find it let's say you're you you see something in July and you're like this would make a great Christmas present for Justin would you buy it in July? Like if it's if it's months away from when you would be giving it, because that's how I'm reading it. Not mm-hmm. would you buy it and just give it then? Gotcha. Would you would you buy? <laughs> I'm watching the chat. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's would you buy it and then hold on to it? That's my okay. I think Slotty is saying yes. That's exactly. Or just that's said to Noah's thing. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um. 'Cause other otherwise, sorry, just to qualify this a little bit, otherwise you're just it's just a gift. Like it's it's not for a do you buy it no matter what time of year? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I, I think we're splitting hairs, but it doesn't matter. I think do you, do you wait for a holiday or do you just buy the damn thing? Personally, um
0: I don't really think about gifts until I'm required to. Um there's a stress and anxiety for me to try and seek out a gift for someone else. Um, mm-hmm. And that pressure is pretty brutal. I try to aim pretty low with things. I like to find something that has meaning. Um, I don't necessarily aim for something that's super expensive because I often feel that uh, sometimes the stuff that's super expensive is not really worth its value, if that makes sense. Or it's mm-hmm. it's It's valuable because it's expensive. Yeah. So, like, for example, Jill's birthday was this weekend. She and I give each other extremely simple gifts. We do not do anything extravagant. Jill loves books. So I found her this bizarre gift, in my opinion. It looks like uh, a hat from Harry Potter. It's Mm -hmm. a little pyramid that for some reason has like a graduation tassel on it. But it's a little pyramid that has like sort of like uh, some seams and some tufts of, of cushion at the bottom. So you can set this big pyramid on your lap, put your book in it and it elevates it up so you can look at it and also sort of like hold your book in place so and the little tassel you put in the middle so it holds your place in the book as well so it's not a hat then it's not a hat looks like okay. it could be a hat could but you it's wear not hat? yeah okay and i was like this is a fun thing for her because she reads books and i think this could be useful um for her and that'll be good and then she also was like i'd like new uh earbuds i'm like got it done you know that was just straight up you know that's yeah. a pretty easy one or what do you want for your birthday for something i'll cook you something nice you know tell me what you want and i'll make that it, and and that makes sense so gift giving i definitely enjoy giving people gifts but i get stressed out because i want to find the right gift for right. somebody i want it to be meaningful if it's also humorous that's a that's a bonus so that being said if i find something that is the perfect gift say for like you or Jill and it's available and I know how stressed out I get trying to find the perfect gift. I'll buy it and I can definitely stash it somewhere, but most likely what will happen is I'll buy it and then I'll just give it to him because I can't wait. And I also can't keep secrets when it comes to that stuff because I just want to enjoy (laughs) it so fast. We are the worst at Christmas time. We order something, it comes in the mail and I'm like, do you, you want it, do you you want this now? Because I got it for you. and We both just go in the Amazon box. Yeah, we yeah. both go okay, and we just give it to each other, and we enjoy yeah. that. It's fun because I'm like, why? I don't see the point in going to wrapping all of this. Like, I just want to give this to you now, and we're like, okay. Because yeah. she's like, well, we going not have anything under the tree in Christmas. I'm like, fuck Christmas. I don't care. I don't. We
1: can just take all the things I got you and shove them under the tree. Yeah, there. I was
0: like, I don't necessarily need anything. Like, I. I'm relatively easy to shop for because I don't need much. The smallest things will make me happy. Yeah. You get me something nerdy and fun, and I'm happy. I don't give a shit because my expectations of anyone getting me anything are so low. Yeah. That I just, I don't know. It's the <clears throat> same thing on my birthday. If someone just reaches out and says, happy birthday, I'm like, oh,
1: that was really nice. You <laughs> didn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, I'm <laughs> so easy to please for the I holidays. Think I'm, I'm around the same. I I get stressed out trying to find for especially for like my mom or my dad or, or stepmom, stepdad, like I, I never know. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to get, you know, like I think one year I got, we got uh, a couple of years back. We got my mom a robe. And then that same year SNL came out with the parody of the, of getting your mom, how shitty it is to get your mom a robe. And I was like, Oh, this, this cuts a little too deep. This, this is way too close to home. I, we gave her the bad gift and, I it I couldn't figure it out though. But throughout the year, I'll be like, oh, that would be a cool gift to get her. And so I have the th- it's very similar to what we talk about at the time. I'll have the thought. I won't write it down. I won't act on the thought. And I'm like, I'll remember this. And then I don't. And then I stress about it. So yeah. I think if you find it, absolutely buy it and stash it. Buy it that and is, bank it. You know? Buy it and bank it because you, you're in the moment. Do it. Yeah.
0: Set your future self up for success. Yes. So when that day comes. And everyone's like, oh, and you're like, what am I going to get them? Oh, that's right. Thanks, pass, Doug. You already took care of this. And Big you dope. give each other fist bumps through the time and space continuum.
1: That's it? Yep. That's how it works. That's it. I had, uh, for the records, uh, that happened on this podcast. When we had our production meeting last night, I was like, oh, I need to bring this up tomorrow. I won't write it down because when we talk about whatever this one thing is, it'll prompt me to remember to bring this up. I don't even remember what the prompt was. I don't know how
0: many times I have to tell you this. Write it down, Justin. It I makes know. me sad. You've said no. this to me so many times, and it breaks my goddamn heart, and I want to know what you're thinking. So write it down.
1: Write it down! All right. I'm going to go on record right now. You I all will, heard it. From henceforth, I will write these things down, and you should never again hear me say, uh, you know, I, I had a thing to say, and I forgot what the thing was. And Thank then you. If, if you hear me bring that up again, what should the punishment be?
0: Punishment should be that you have to hop onto Discord and you have to engage with our audience for at least thirty minutes. You have to do an AMA for thirty
1: minutes, like for a period of like for like every day for a month. Or no, just you have things?
0: to come in and do a thirty-minute ask me anything, and the Discord will absolutely Done. be able to. We'll set up an event. This isn't some Patreon shit. This is Justin's punishment.
1: He this has to get punishment. on Discord yeah. and engage with everybody. That's what he has to do. That being said, that would be a cool Discord perk. Yes, or a Discord P- Patreon perk. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You get to do I an anime with a punishment
1: Justin first, and then we can turn yeah. it into. A we'll place. see how it goes.
0: It'll be like a yeah. test thing. So when Justin fucks up, he gets punished by it. So yeah. Welcome. I love it no it goes i'll believe it when i see it
1: (laughs) right well let's hope that you don't see it because that means that i'm not losing then that means he's doing his job doing my job he's doing his goddamn job i will make it a point in meetings to make sure you're writing your ideas down well do you not want me to do the ama i feel like you would want me to not write my ideas down
0: oh i love this one Wolf posted something in Discord that's it's it's from a, a YouTube video. It says, Can anyone name a single character from the movie Avatar? And apparently they're interviewing people to see if they can remember the name of someone, because I couldn't name one thing. I can tell you I know that the, the, the blue aliens are called Navi, I believe, and that like you said, the world's called Pangea and there's unobtanium. That's all I know.
1: Is it Navi or Navi?
0: You know what, Justin? I don't care. And I'm
1: asking I'm asking, I'm not asking to for be, a friend. Uh, I'm asking for a friend. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, Jake.
0: Right. Actually, <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think that's the name of the main characters, Jake.
1: Pandora, not Pangaea. Damn it! Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got this week, Doug?
0: Oh god. <laughs> this week's throwdown is Kratos versus Gore the God Butcher.
1: Yes. Are you familiar with either I of these, Justin? Like the uh, jewelry. Am I familiar with any of these? I am familiar with uh, the God of War only because he was uh, he's got the video game, right? Yes. Isn't he in the video game. Yes. I'm familiar with him via that video game. And then Gore the God Butcher. I am only familiar with because uh, everyone's talking about him now. That's right. He wasn't in the trailer.
0: Yes. For Thor, love, and thunder from down under. Uh, Justin, why don't you take Kratos,
1: and I will do Gore the God Butcher. That sounds lovely. So, uh, Keto is, let's see. Keto? Yep. Kratos. 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 There it is. Uh, I don't see a tear for this guy. Uh, This is really throwing me off. Hold on. I need—is he like nine A? I need to know. Oh, anyway. it doesn't even have him
0: tiered out; just has his abilities. Interesting. It just says, "Yeah,
1: okay." Uh, I'm actually going to use the uh, the little uh, cheat sheet in the side here because I find these a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's a what's he uh, what It's he a demigod warrior, uh, formerly. What is he currently? <laughs> this all these are all formerly. Is he alive? Spartan general, servant of Ares, servant of Olympus, second god of war after. The demigod of war. All right. Powers and skills. He's got incredible strength. He's got a vast amount of weaponry and magic. High endurance. Weapons proficiency. Combat skills. Superhuman speed. Divine powers. Elemental abilities. He's got photokinesis. The ability to create and control black holes. Spirit control. Oh my God. He's just, he's got everything. Like this list literally, he's got zoopathy. Force fields. He's got oh, can survive without oxygen. It was on a different line. I thought he's got oxygen. He can um, breathe. He can breathe. He's got uh, esokinesis. He's got dementia. Kinesis. Jesus fucking Christ! This guy's all right. So he's got brutal, immortality. That's everything. good. Everything. Yeah. Uh, mind control. Resu- he can. He's got he resurrection. Uh, Shape shifting. Flight. His hobbies are brutally killing his enemies, sleeping with women, uh, formerly abandoned after, uh, abandoned after falling for Atreus. Fathering. Fathering? I don't know. I don't read. (laughs) Um, What's his goals? He wants to uh, be rid of his memories of his family's brutal murders. Oh, boy. He's got a lot of goals, too. This just goes on and on. My goodness. Um, if There's been a lot down, of God of War games, so <laughs> the actual powers and abilities, it goes into all of them. We know what these are. This guy is fucking roided out, and he is very DC'd Yes, He's very and um, king.
0: Well, I mean, when you come from when your when your father's Zeus, you know, like that's uh, it's a big deal. I'm just, I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, my father's
0: Zeus. He's all a right. vengeful, vengeful warrior. What do we got? Gore the God Butcher. Because, Gore the God uh,
1: Butcher. It's a a lovely matchup
0: here. So, Gore, uh, by himself, is powerless. But he fights using the former symbiote of Null, All Black. With All Black attached to him, the Clintar takes on the form of the Necrosword and grants Gore dark power proportional to the number of deities he slaughters. That was a lot of fun to read. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very glad you took that one. In the past, Gore was barely more powerful than young Thor, but after killing countless more gods, he becomes so powerful that not even three Thors, including a nigh omnipotent All Father, can defeat him. Who's able to slaughter entire pantheons effortlessly and single-handedly, including Falagar the Behemoth, a patron god of the galactic frontier said to wrestle black holes for fun. So this main ability of the Necrosword, it creates uh, constructs out of dark energy. Gore could replace his own limbs and create weapons, tendrils, projectiles out of darkness and combat. At one point, the Necrosword was able to permeate an entire star with its power, turning said star black. Gore could also use it for complex purposes like creating non-sentient black berserkers who were entirely servile to his will. Each of those had enough power to lock Avenger Thor into a stalemate and had hundreds of thousands of them under his control. He also made a giant black serpent that kept even all Father Thor occupied for a time. Beyond that, Gore was able to create fully sentient imitations of his wife and son using his power. So, this thing that he has, this, this Necro Sword, is obviously entirely dependent on how many deities he has slain. So, if he's. Now,
1: does, it, does it reset?
0: as far as I know, it doesn't reset. So it's just a cumulative process. So, um, because I remember reading this in the comics when, you know, he basically had this stuff and he was absolutely just <clears throat> rampaging across the pantheons, just brutally murdering people. And Thor had a extremely hard time fighting him, um, because of this. And it involves like in order to defeat him, he had to do time travel shit to stop mm-hmm. him. But, um, so if gore, meets Kratos at a very murderous point like say at the point where he's fighting Thor I think Kratos has a really hard time fighting him because well,
1: would, Kratos can create black holes it said right
0: Kratos the
1: ability, hold on ability to create and control black holes but Gore you said he can manipulate black holes, right? He can he
0: can create things that are basically he's killed something that wrestled black holes for fun.
1: Oh, he killed something that wrestled them for fun. Cool. Yeah. So if yeah, if Kratos can sorry, if Kratos can create them and Gore was able to kill someone that wrestled them for fun, I feel like again like if we're do if we're looking at like apples to apples, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah, and not to mention that um you know uh, gore can also summon very powerful creatures that locked thor into a stalemate so mm-hmm. if thor is a demigod a powerful one and kratos is a demigod also a very powerful one and thor struggle with that i would also argue that kratos will also struggle
1: with a fully realized gore as well absolutely yeah so um, absolutely do we have weaknesses for Gore? I'm not seeing weaknesses in here.
0: Um, I mean, I'd say his weakness is just his natural form without the symbiote. Can it, so then can it be separated from him? It does get separated from him at some point. Okay. To the point where in order to save Midgard, <clears throat> uh, Thor actually um, uses the symbiote to fight off Galactus. And in the process, the symbiote transfers to Galactus. Dun, that's not good dun, dun. wow Slotty has a whole thing that's going on here so it's in a supermarket <laughs> parking lot Kratos is backing out of his parking spot and bumps on Gore's Toyota Tercel Kratos does not want to exchange insurance info because he doesn't want his premiums to go up
1: where this is this is when adults write fan fiction comic fan fiction yes and
0: Jared goes yeah. has he killed Jesus yet he needs that water and the wine power <laughs>
1: I'm just saying that the gore seems to as as op as as Kratos is. I think Gore, he's just if if it's a fully realized Gore, then uh, it's it's lights out for. I say for Kratos,
0: Kratos just essentially he gets annihilated like any other god at that yeah. point. I don't think he stands a chance. Gore will. He's,
1: he's not even a, he's a demigod. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like so he's uh, he's got even less. Or maybe because he's a demigod, Gore doesn't know what to do with that, and so then Kratos wins. No,
0: I mean, considering yeah. that Gore beat Thor, then I'd say no. Gore, gore beat Thor. Gore
1: Kratos beat Lutz. Thor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <of the> <laughs> that was good. And uh, looking forward to uh, Thor Love and Thunder because I want to see Christian Bale as Gore. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, so.
1: that's going to be very interesting. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Ta-ta. Ha-ta-ta-ta-ta. This was fun. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Well, I am going to recommend Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We went and saw that movie on Friday and uh, it was, dude, this movie was the definition of, ins- of insanity and the most beautiful version of it. It was, it was, I can't even begin to describe from a filmmaker's perspective. I sat there and I watched it and I went, my stomach is in knots trying to figure out how you lay a movie like this out. Like how do you how do you storyboard this? How do you go into a pitch meeting with this? This movie is so bonkers. And at times you're like this is weird. And then immediately when you start thinking that, you're like nope, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It it is it sends you on this weird roller coaster. It's it's incredible. I would strongly recommend going to see this. It's got the themes in it are are just numerous, and uh, if you want to see where the Daniels got their kind of uh, mainstream success, look up the music video "Turn Down for What." Mm, okay, that was one of their first mainstream successes as far as directing goes, and that gives you a taste of where they were headed. And then go watch this movie, and you're welcome.
0: That's I it's, saw the trailer for it, it, and I was instantly intrigued. I'm like, I I want to see it. So I uh, yeah. As if I needed any more reason to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd...
1: I'll be curious. I could easily see someone being critical of this movie. Mm-hmm. But thus far, uh, I mean, let me just uh, everything. What are we What are we at on Rotten Tomatoes here? We are currently at 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So it's. I'll be very curious to get your take on it if and when you see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'm
0: sure some of the great takes would be like, this is all Asian people. Um, I don't find it relatable. That, sure, right. I'm sure that'll as, be someone's, as we've heard, yeah. someone's, yeah. someone's response red. to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, what do you got, Dougie? I uh watched The King on Netflix this past weekend. It stars Timothy Chalmay and Robert Pattinson, and there's a small part from uh, fuck, I knew I was gonna forget his name. we'll just uh, Joel Edgerton is in it. Okay, um and uh, yeah uh, it's essentially about Henry V uh, which it's funny because as I was watching it I was like oh I remember you know this Shakespeare play cool I kind of know what's going to happen at this one point which was really cool but it uh, it, it follows Henry IV uh, in England which is I also thought this was funny for casting because Timothy Chalamet French playing an English king Robert Pattinson yep. English playing a French prince uh, very very funny To me? Yeah,
1: that is actually pretty funny. I was like, hey,
0: listen, that's acting, right? Like, they don't have to be like, hey, you're French, you're going to play the French guy. But I was like, hey, whatever, it's cool. Uh, I really, really like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's a really great actor. I agree. And I thoroughly enjoy just watching him in general. Yeah. Uh, But basically it tells the story of Henry V, um, a a guy that didn't want to be king, that was sort of like given, you know, handed this this kingdom that was uh, fractured, divided in crisis trying to find his way um you know trying to figure out who he can trust ends up invading france and everything that happens along the way i think it's a really good movie it's on netflix is it amazing drop your pants you know go sit in front of the tv and watch it no but i i really liked it i thought it was really well acted um it was very enjoyable so i think you should check it out it's on netflix if you got it so there you go And I think if he, everyone's talking about whether or not Noah's trying to provide advice as to whether or not you should go to the theater to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm going to try and see it this coming
1: weekend. That's my goal. So I am, I am too. Uh, the consensus does seem that uh, we should wait for Disney Plus release. but I don't want any spoilers,
0: so I want to go see it. So Absolutely. Yeah. I w- I'll go see it. and It should be fun. And Natalie keeps <laughs> asking me when the next fucking Jurassic Park movie comes out. She's like, when does it come out? I'm like, June. She's like, ah, oh, it's so far away. I'm like, I, but apparently we're going to go to the theater to see that one. So fun. Which, you know what? I haven't seen a movie with Natalie in the theaters in years. So that would be yeah. a real treat, honestly. And for her to go and see, I have to
1: remind her, I'm like, listen, this isn't
0: sitting in her house watching the movie. You got to shut the fuck up.
1: All right. <laughs> Did she, I'm assuming she, that's one of the things that she talks through the whole movie.
0: The thing that Natalie will do all the time is ask questions that I'm like, if you just wait, that question will probably be answered. And I'm starting to tell her, I go, listen, if you have a question, keep that question in your head. If that question's not answered by the end of the movie, then ask and we'll talk about it. But if you're like, she's like, what's that guy doing? I'm like, just watch, find (laughs) out. And she's also always trying to find the familial relationships with people. She'll see someone and be like, so is, is that their dad? I'm like, no, not at all. It's not their dad. <laughs> is that their sister? No, they're just yeah. two people. Like she's just always trying to She just assumes everyone's got some sort of they connection exist in the world together. Yeah. 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 So anyway, <sighs> good recommendations. Check okay. all those out and please check us out on all our social medias at Mind Gap Podcast. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, uh, check us out there. Like and subscribe, review us, rate us, all that good stuff. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. Subscribe and like. It costs you literally nothing and it helps us get on our way to being monetized. So please do that. We appreciate you. Uh, Check us out live Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Central for the podcast. Saturdays, 8 p.m. Central where I host a video game stream. Always happy to... Hang out with you as uh, we play games sometimes as a party or sometimes as I go solo. It's good stuff. Um, Yeah, check us out on all that stuff, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all that good stuff. And
1: and please remember to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Go ahead and check us out on the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You will find us there and you can consume us there. And uh, rate us, review us, all the normal stuff. It goes a long way and we like it. And then keep an eye on all of 2 east Eighth's social medias and 2East8.com.
0: Nice. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. This is great. Super yeah. excited. This a
1: lively chat tonight. This is wonderful. Lively chat. I've missed- I've missed. A, we. I don't think we've had as lively a chat in a while, and yes. this was just. This is a treat tonight. So thank
0: you. If you're listening and you want to see what we, you know, catch us live, please do join the chat. It's always fun to to read people's responses because, and I say this with all sincerity, there's some really fucking funny people in our community, and 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 I yeah. thank you for your your humor. So keep being awesome. Uh, but with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you.
1: Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.